When it comes to marketing your small business, time is money. While it seems simple to start a page for your business and post about your goods and services, how do you know which platform would be best to use? What message are you trying to send to your followers? Is simply showcasing your products enough to increase customer engagement? In today's episode of The Business at Hand, we're kicking off our mini-series on digital marketing planning, where we'll walk through all the ins and outs of creating a digital marketing plan. By the time we get through this series, you will be able to identify your target market, know which platform will be the most effective for engaging with your customers, and feel confident that the hard work you're putting into your content will pay off in the long run. Howdy, I'm your host, Anna Ringstead, and you're listening to The Business at Hand. Welcome to our first podcast episode of 2021. In our last two episodes of 2020, we discussed how social media can benefit your small business, while also going into detail about some of the most popular platforms out there. Since you know that I love digital marketing, I thought it might be a good time to discuss setting up your own digital marketing plan. While a lot of us out there understand that marketing is important for a business, many people don't realize that just like a business plan, you should also be actively working on a marketing plan. This plan will lay out your digital assets, help you identify your strengths and weaknesses, and define your ultimate goals with your social media presence. By taking the time to sit down and really having to think about what your objectives are and what you're trying to accomplish through your social media, you can find the best path for results with your business. Social media is still something that is relatively new for a lot of business owners, which can create unique challenges and obstacles to overcome. Through these podcast episodes and my blog on our ICAA business development website, I've really been trying to hammer home how important it is to acclimate to the changing times because most people utilize some form of social media. A lot of our traditional marketing methods, such as radio or newspaper advertising, can be beneficial in circumstances, but the number of active readers and listeners has been steadily declining over the years. Now don't get me wrong, I still read the newspaper and am proud to have a subscription, but when we stick to only advertising through traditional mediums, we miss out on a lot of potential customers, along with lower rates for marketing. Using social media is one of the cheapest options that you have for marketing within your local area. If you think about a newspaper advertisement, you can pay between $100 and $200 for an advertisement that runs for one week, and radio advertising can range between $5 and $25 for a single placement on the air. Sometimes your marketing messages don't connect with consumers until they've seen or heard your advertisement a handful of times, so it can be costly in the long run to see results. Creating a social media page is free for you and you can advertise through social media locally or globally on a budget that you create yourself, which can be a lot more cost effective in the long run. There's also a more concentrated pool of potential consumers on social media of all shapes and sizes. As we had discussed in our introduction to social media episodes, each platform has their own benefit depending on who your target market is. With so many options out there and all of them free for you to create a profile on, it's important to decide what platforms will be the most beneficial to your business, what messages you want to portray through your social media, and create an active plan to get from A to B. 
This is why I felt it was important to discuss all of the aspects of a digital marketing plan, especially if this is your first time entering the online world. Just like with business planning, when we are able to create a clear digital marketing plan, we think about things we may not have thought of before, come up with innovative ideas, and can look at the whole picture. The beauty of either marketing or business plans is the fact that they're never fully developed and are designed to guide you, not box you in. The ideas that you come up with today for your marketing plan will have to change over time, but you will be well prepared for it, which will put you leaps and bounds ahead of your competitors who haven't even started thinking about digital marketing yet. My ultimate goal with this podcast series is to provide valuable information to those of you listening, so I'm going to talk about building a digital marketing plan by section, so that if you wanted to follow along and work on this yourself, you definitely can. I know a lot of entrepreneurs have a do-it-yourself attitude, which I highly encourage. If you happen to learn better by reading, I will also include a transcribed copy of today's podcast on our website in the blog section. You can visit us online at www.icaabd.org at any time, where you can find all of our past podcast episodes transcribed there as well. Without further ado, let's move on to the topic at hand. Your digital marketing plan is an all-encompassing look at your business's online marketing capabilities, which will provide a realistic look at your assets, define what you're looking to accomplish through your social media profiles, highlight your strengths and weaknesses, take a look at your competitors, and dive deep into who your target market is. In order to make this as user-friendly as possible, we're going to break down the digital marketing plan into five main sections, your business information, social media objectives, a SWOT analysis, your competitors, and your target market. This probably sounds like a lot of information, but each piece of the digital marketing plan plays an important part of creating full picture of your capabilities online. Let's break it down a little further and touch base on why each piece of this puzzle is so important. Your business information is going to list all of your current social media platforms while helping you to think about what parts of the online world you really want to devote your time to. There are many pros and cons to different outlets online, so this is where you list the assets that you already have, the assets that you want, your mission statement, and who on your team is going to be responsible for what. Social media objectives are the second part of the digital marketing plan and are important because if we don't have a clear objective in mind when we start out, we never are fully sure what we are working towards. Remember, your business's social media pages are way different than your personal social media pages, so your content should be created with an overall goal in mind. A SWOT analysis is a powerful marketing tool that has been used for decades and decades. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. When you are thinking of your strengths and weaknesses, you are looking internally at yourself and your business. When you're listing your opportunities and threats, you're looking externally at your region, your competitors, and outside sources. This is an important part of any marketing plan because we should always play to our strengths while understanding where our weaknesses lie. We should also always be looking for opportunities for our business while being aware of obstacles that may appear down the road. The competitor section of your digital marketing plan is very similar to how you would look at your competitors in a standard business plan. 
The main difference is that you're checking out what your competitors are doing online. You can check out their online presence through their website or social media pages to reveal a lot of information that can be helpful for you to find an online competitive edge. Last but not least, a digital marketing plan needs an identifiable target market. For those of you that are not familiar with marketing jargon, your target market are the individuals that your products or services are aimed at. When we know more about the people who may be potentially buying our products, we can create content that will connect with them. This may sound like a lot of work, but it's no more difficult than spending the time to create a great business plan to get funding for a project. To try to make this as easy as possible, I'm going to go through each section piece by piece to break break it down into bite-sized and understandable chunks. This first episode is going to focus on the business information section of your digital marketing plan, and each episode moving forward will dive deep into the next section. By the end of this mini-series, I feel confident that you will be ready to take your digital marketing strategy into your own hands. The first thing you need to think about when building your digital marketing plan is your basic business information. The first thing I always start with is my business's mission statement, because when you have to make decisions in the future and you aren't sure which way to turn, you can always come back to your mission statement to ensure that your decisions have your company's heart at its core. If you've already written a mission statement for a business plan, feel free to use that in your digital marketing plan. If you've never written a mission statement before, I have some ideas to help. Writing a mission statement is not always as easy as it seems, and this is something I would encourage you not to rush. The mission statement explains who your business is, why you exist, and what your purpose is, so it's worth taking some time to really think about it. If you're not sure where to start with your mission statement, one of the exercises that I recommend is sitting down with a blank sheet of paper and a pen and just writing down all of the things that come to your mind when you think about your business. What types of products or services do you offer? When your customers look at your business, how should they feel? What do you want to be known for? What's important to you? If you find yourself feeling stuck, you can Google lists of adjectives for inspiration. I've had to utilize this a lot when I'm struggling to find the right word to capture how I feel about something. You may even find some options that resonate with you that you may not have thought of before. By the end of your brainstorming session, you may be surprised at some of the things that came forth. From these snippets of information, you can start to formulate the central idea behind your mission statement. Is there a reoccurring theme in the words that you wrote down? Maybe you wrote down quality customer service twice, or you have three different adjectives that all fit under the umbrella of respect. Circle the words that mean the most to you and any word or phrase that occurs more than once. Then you can start putting these words and phrases into statements to start building out your mission statement. Write out what exactly it is that your business does for your customers. IKEA actually does this wonderfully in their mission statement. Their mission is to create a better everyday life for the many, stating, quote, Our business idea supports this vision by offering a wide range of well-designed, functional home furnishing products at prices so low that as many people as possible will be able to afford them. This is a clear-cut, concise explanation of their overall mission and how they achieve this mission with their products. It may take some time for you to find the right words for your mission statement, but just make sure to stick to your beliefs, 
visions, and what is most important to you and your business. Once your mission statement has been put together, the next part of your business information section will pertain to your team members. Create a list of your team members and figure out who is responsible for what part of your digital marketing plan. Spend some time thinking about your staff's strengths and what they're good at. If you have a staff member who excels with designing things online, perhaps they could create the content for your social media pages. If you have a team member who is really good with computers, maybe they should be the one who updates your business website and writes your posts online. If you have an employee who is great at customer service, maybe they will be best suited for handling any incoming questions or concerns from your consumers. By dividing up the responsibilities of your business's digital marketing plan, you will have your team playing to their strengths without having any one person feeling overwhelmed. Now, if you're a solopreneur, it can be a little more difficult to divide up responsibilities because your business is run by you and you alone. However, social media is such a useful tool that you want to make sure you're setting aside the time to use it effectively for your business. I would suggest planning for at least two to three hours a week, which can be spent on planning posts for the following seven days, and then checking your pages at least once a day to respond to any questions, messages, or comments that are left on your social media posts. Remember, your followers are there to engage with your business and brand, so you want to make sure to give them a reason to return in the future, which is best accomplished by hearing what they have to say. Remember, your social media pages are designed more so for your consumers than for promoting your business, so make sure to pencil in some time to connect with them. That's the whole reason you're on social media, right? The next step in creating a digital marketing plan is deciding what social media platforms you're going to be using for your business. If you're not sure what platform may be the best for you, the Business at Hands episodes 2 and 3 discuss six social media platforms in detail, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, and LinkedIn, along with discussing the types of users that you can reach on each one. We dove deep into the demographics of each active user base, including average age of users for each platform, the percentage of female to male users, and what age groups are the most active on each platform. If you're looking at social media platforms outside of those six, I would highly recommend using Statista.com for all of your research. If you're just starting out and deciding what platforms to use, think about who is buying your product or service. Where are they hanging out online? Are they younger people who spend more time on Instagram and Snapchat? Are they business professionals who are on LinkedIn more often? Where your customers are hanging out, you should definitely follow. As a general rule of thumb, I advise entrepreneurs to stick to three social media platforms to utilize. Although there are a lot of options available, you want to make sure that you're putting out good quality content. People tend to underestimate the time and dedication that it takes to use your social media effectively. For some, it may seem like it's enough to keep posting pictures and videos of your products and services, but today's consumer is looking for different ways to interact with and learn about the businesses that they follow. Don't burn yourself out by spreading yourself too thin and letting the quality of your content falter. Stick to three social media platforms where your customer base will be hanging out and make sure to focus your efforts there. 
If you're not sure who your target market is, we will be covering how to identify your target market personas a little bit later on in this mini-series. In addition, have you thought about using a blog on your website for your business? Blogs are growing in popularity and also have been proven to increase the site traffic on your website. I mean, think about it. You're an expert in your field, so much so that you're starting a business in it. Why not show off your area of expertise by blogging about your field, your business, the challenges you've faced, and how you've overcome? Today's consumers are really invested in authenticity, learning more about the people behind the business. So what better way to share what you know and who you are than blogging? Blogs have many beneficial factors. The main ones, including the fact that it can prove that you're an expert in your field, you can connect with a different type of audience, Newer content on your website helps with search engine optimization. You can have a more laid-back and conversational tone with your readers. And the material itself can be shared between users online, which can spread your brand even farther. Blogs also help when it comes to creating content for your social media profiles because you can repurpose the content in a variety of ways. I mean, you spent long enough writing the blog, you should definitely make sure to get the maximum benefit out of it. When you finish a blog post, there are a variety of ways you can utilize the content you just worked so hard on. You can share it across your social media accounts to help drive traffic to your website. And who knows? Maybe someone who reads your blog is interested in your services and contacts you for some business. You can also repurpose your content by choosing the most important message of your blog and recording a brief 60-second video to share on social media. Remember, social media users love videos, especially short ones. You can even repurpose your blog by creating pins on Pinterest that share your most important points, and each pin will link back to the original blog post and your website. The possibilities are seriously endless. However, if you're going to start a blog, you need to make sure that you're willing to put the time in to add value to your content. You do not have to be the world's best writer, but you do have to want to be writing in the first place. And if you end up not writing a blog, that's fine too. It's just another useful tool within our digital marketing tool belt, but if having a blog isn't your style, that's okay. The last piece of information that we need to think about when creating our business information section of our digital marketing plan is our business's website. I hear a lot from clients who tell me that they don't need a website for their business because they have Facebook. And although it's not my place to tell anyone otherwise, I'm a strong advocate for having a business website, and I'll let you know why. Now, Facebook is a great free platform to utilize and has a large amount of users. However, not everyone is going to be on Facebook. There are also limitations to the features that are available on Facebook, which can definitely hinder the creative side of things. Having a website opens up your visibility to anyone that is online and gives you the chance to showcase what makes your business so diverse and unique. You can also receive messages from a contact us form, ask people to sign up for a newsletter if you have one, and help direct them towards the information about your business that they need the most. There's nothing more painful than trying to scroll through a Facebook business page timeline to try to find the one post with the information that you needed. While many entrepreneurs choose to pay to have someone design their website, thanks to the increasing online demand, 
There are a lot of easy to use website builders that will cost you less than $150 a year to build and maintain your own website. If you're thinking about hiring a graphic designer to build your website, the standard market rate for website design currently is between about $500 to $1,000, which isn't always budget friendly. Sometimes it can make more financial sense to build the website yourself. On top of that, by building your own website, you learn so much along the way that you can keep it up to date yourself for years to come. I want to point out that when you go to search for a website builder, you're going to be flooded with different options. Some of these are easy to use, while some require some basic knowledge of coding. To save you from this headache, I would suggest using Squarespace, Wix, or WordPress for your website builder. They are going to be user-friendly with a large library of resources to help you learn anything that you might need to know. I tend to use Squarespace exclusively when I'm building websites for clients just because I personally feel that it is the easiest to learn how to use. However, everyone is different and most of these website builders will offer you a free trial period so you can pick whatever is most comfortable for you. With all of that being said, I would again advise you to think twice before deciding that a website isn't important. Social media is a wonderful additional digital marketing tool, but it's just one piece of a larger picture. So with all those pieces of information combined, you will be able to put together your business's first section of your digital marketing plan, which highlights your overall mission statement, the team that will help you maintain your online presence, the social media platforms that you will be using, and then your blog or website if you choose to have one. I hope that this information helped provide some insight into the reason why having a well-thought-out plan is important for your business. The more that we look at each individual moving piece of the whole picture, the more we can understand how everything relates to each other, along with how our content is supposed to connect with the followers who view it. I say it constantly, digital marketing and social media advertising is the future, and it's not going anywhere. It's going to be so much easier for you and your business to adapt now before your competitors. And if you're already using social media, there's nothing wrong with learning more about how to use it effectively. I will be back here in a few weeks with part two, where I'll discuss how to find your digital marketing objectives and how to create content that will help you meet your goals. If anyone has any questions about creating a digital marketing plan in the meantime, I'm more than happy to help. Just send me a message at www.icaabd.org and I'll make sure to get back to you. Stay safe, everyone, and I hope that 2021 brings you closer to your ambitions and goals. Thank you for listening to The Business at Hand. This episode would not have been possible without the help of our sponsor, Associated Bank. I just have to say that through this sponsorship, I've learned a lot about Associated Bank's community connections, and I was really impressed with the amount of good that they do throughout their service area, especially in our neck of the woods. To learn more about the Associated Banks in your area, along with what services they can offer, you can visit them online at www.associatedbank.com. If you've been thinking about starting a website but don't have the time to dedicate to building one, ICAA Business Development is here to help. Your average market rate for website design ranges between $500 to $1,000, but we believe that having a professional online presence should be affordable for everyone, 
So our website development costs start at $300 and is situated on a sliding fee scale. Income qualifying clients are eligible for lower website building costs based upon a brief questionnaire provided by staff. For more information, send us a message through our website at www.icaabd.org. Thanks again for listening to The Business at Hand. I'm your host, Anna Ringstead, signing off.